We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Rotowire hashtag After Dark Champions League show. My name is Jack Burkhart. You can find me on Twitter at Jack Burkhart. I am joined, as always, by Ryan Belangi. And Ryan, there's two types of Wednesdays. We're either happy or we're tilting. And Ryan, I'm tilting. Um, we have our cash lineups up here. Um, pretty bad cash lineups there. Yeah, pretty bad. You know, and this is the 34-man, 25-person uh, double up. And, uh, you know, Ryan and I, we're paying the rake for you all. So don't ever say that we're not generous. Um, it didn't really work out great for me in cash today, Ryan. I'll dig in. I think a lot of people were playing Haaland and Kevin De Bruyne and David Raum. And you kind of just had to decide on your expensive forward. So you unfortunately didn't play Foden. So you were dead, even though Vinny was a good play. It just didn't work out for you. And um, there's a decision at second midfielder. I was thinking before the show yesterday, oh, maybe I'll play Brahim Diaz. You know, Brahim Diaz seems like a good play. He was a little bit cheap. But I thought, you know, I feel like you wanted to spend up for Cruz. Or Jack Grealish, he came out in the lineup. And I thought if City have such a high total and if City are going to dominate the possession, I kind of wanted some Jack Grealish exposure in the spot, Ryan. And um, he rewarded my faith by getting injured in the 20th minute. So... You know, one thing I can say is, oh, we'll never know how it would have gone. Ryan, do you think it was a reasonable decision to pay for Jack Grealish? I just decided that I could just play the two cheapest defenders possible and I wasn't giving up that much. And I had access to every single city goal potentially in that way. Um, what do you think of that decision? Well, as someone who didn't play Foden, I would I would say that I don't like that decision. But, I mean, so, okay, I... It was fine, but I just think it's a little risky being given his history and that he hasn't hadn't played much in a game on the road. And I I I thought he was okay, but I was worried. I was worried about the minutes. Um, I thought, yeah, the decision of the slate was second forward, Vinny versus Foden. That that's what I thought the toughest decision was. I think they finished about as far with a big. Um, as big of a gap in points as you could see though. I mean, Finney hit the inside of the post, got a yellow card. Bowden had nine floor points and got that goal at the end that would have never happened had Hallen not missed two point blank shots right before that. He got the assist on 
you know, a great goal from KDB that really doesn't get scored too often. So, I mean, he ran really well. Vinny did not. That's pretty much all it was. I think I would make a similar lineup, except the one mistake, clear mistake, was playing uh, Diogo Goncalves because I didn't look into this Matson guy that they just signed who hopped on the set pieces instead of, I mean, they only had a few of them, but that's what you need. Um, he hopped on the set pieces instead of Goncalves. But other than that, um, yeah, I wasn't too disappointed. It was just really, did you play Foden or not? Yeah, I don't know, Jack. Although, like, Grealish isn't too bad because he, I think he offers more upside. Like, I wasn't excited to play Cruz at all. I didn't think it, I just was like, I was fine with it. So, like, I feel like Grealish had more of a ceiling that, that can bail you out. Um, but I thought he probably came with a little more risk. I don't know. That's, that's um, how I felt with Grealish. But I also think this is something I said yesterday. My lineup was just too dependent on him. If had and it's frustrating because had I played Brahim Diaz, I would have had room for Danny Carvajal in my lineup, and I would have played uh, Gonsalves. So I got a message from our friend uh, Big Z. I think he uh, he sent me a DM. It's Gonsalves, not Gonsalves. So I learned yeah, something you confused new me again him. last night. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know when you tr- you 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 tried to make a point to say it correctly last and I night didn't do too. It, yeah. <laughs> right. And then you like confused me in the process. So then I just went with it too. It was just, it, just a brutal sequence. Just, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think we need to do better. You know, it's, we need to pronounce his <laughs> name, right. Gonsalves. And uh, you know, sometimes you just have to click on the sofa score logs and see if these random dudes have a little hot patches over those corner kicks. That should be enough to spook you off in some of these, in some of these areas. So I don't know. It was a tough play. It feels like a miss. It feels like we know how to do that type of research too. And maybe we just took it for granted. It's a good reminder. Never take these rules yeah. for granted. I think some people saw Matt's and he was 6% in the king of the pitch. I mean, that's, I would have figured it would have been like 2%. So there are definitely some people who found a small edge in that. And I think it paid off. He was in the winning lineup, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I know we, we, we checked after and saw that he had been taking some set pieces for his, previous team in the Dutch league he scored a couple goals in the Dutch league recently so yeah that, that that research pays off yeah shout out for them Brian do you have anything else to say I know most of your actions I mean yeah yes yeah, yeah that like I don't tournaments first of all just we got to give a congrats to Mo Hendy who absolutely nuked the slate um nice to see Roto-Wire guys doing well that being said, I could I could air a few grievances about about the slate. Um, <laughs> Please do. <laughs> well, first of all, I played Sesco in everything. We talked about him on the pod. I wa- a little recap if, if people didn't watch the games either. I watched both the games. Sesco had the highest XG on the slate by far, without even counting the the goal that he scored in the first minute that was ruled off by a questionable foul. Um, missed some great chances. So that was really annoying. I said on the pod that he didn't have a floor, but he finished with 10 and a half, even with a yellow card. Um, so a goal or two and he would have smashed. And But they didn't score. So Lunin ended up with 28 points. We mentioned that on the pod, that he had the most upside and that he'd be the lowest owned. Both of those were true. So yeah, you know, me playing Sesco and him not scoring, you know, I, I wasn't going to play Lunin there. So I missed both those. And then uh, Brahim Diaz. So Sesco came in at 25%. That's what, like, 
watching the games again, that's just the best play on the slate, in my opinion. Uh, it seemed like most likely of any of the forwards on the slate to score, um, including Holland, if you watch the games. Uh, he ended up being the same owned as Brahim Diaz, who I faded and who barely touched the ball until he scored a worldie in the second half. So add that to the tilt. I played Kamavinga instead, who nobody played. I was way over on Kamavinga. I played him in my high stakes. He almost scored in the fifth minute. Uh, he had a couple chances to assist. Uh, I think he finished with 10 floor. But, you know, it didn't matter because Brahim scored. I don't – he was popular. Anyways, and then, yeah, I mentioned the Foden and Vinny stuff. I played some Foden. I can't, Foden was a good play. We sat on the potty. was a good play. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, one of those slates just doesn't go your way sometimes. Uh, yeah, but congratulations to – you know, congrats to everybody that, that won money. Uh, I just, you know, if, you know, if we flip, if you played this slate again and flip the cards and Sesco is 25%, Raheem Diaz is 25%, positional eligibility didn't matter either because Vinny, Foden, and Rodrigo are all midfield eligible. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was happy with, I put the, with the way I played the slate. It just didn't work out. Yep, sometimes it doesn't work out. I guess with the midfield eligibility, Sesco was competing against Raheem Diaz and, uh, you know, Ryan, I'm not the only one who has suffered at the hands of um, good XG, but not delivering with Ben Sesco. So perhaps that is just uh, that's just the cruel fate in this cruel, cruel world. Who runs worse than us on DraftKings? It's I don't think it's possible. Like, <laughs> it could be us. Oh, the chat is popping. Ozzy's back. He had zero percent Grealish. Good for you. I'm just kidding, Ozzy. It's nice to see you. Uh, Carmen Tidwell says L. Thanks for joining. Brahim from our residence. Um, Real Madrid fan, AJ, Steve out here saying that he would have fade Holland. If you follow him on Twitter, you know that that is certainly not the case. And then, of course, Mo is joining. He also liked Kamavinga. I mean, shut up, Mo. He's a real grinder. He plays, you know, MLS and everything. So it's good to see one of the good guys win. And uh, What know, a day so, Mo had. Yeah, it was sick. I think over, over 10K. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just like shouting out the good people in the Discord. And join our Discord, rotorider.com slash chat. If you join Rotorider, you can uh, – chat with people who win instead of just listening to Ryan and I complain about Ben Sesco not scoring goals. But uh, <laughs> Ryan, let's dig in. We have a two game slate tomorrow and it's a somewhat interesting slate. Nothing is really like um, screaming out to me. We talked backstage a little bit, like it's not really clear, like how many slam dunk plays there are in this spot. It's two matches. We have PSG who are home against Real Sociedad and they're healthy favorites of 58% implied win total. I don't know much about PSG. Truthfully, I don't watch much of the French league. I don't grind interleague that hard. Every time I do play interleague, it seems like PSG is inexplicably like losing to Mets at home. So they're still winning Liga Un. So I think they're playing quite well. Um, I think there's just lineup has had a little bit of upheaval this year. So I'll be interested to hear your take on the PSG lineup. We also see it out our solid team, but this game sort of has turgid written all over it. There's a 2.5 implied goal total. So it's not the best spot for you. Also see And then you have Bayern Munich, their favorites on the road to Lazio and uh, Ryan, I don't know much about Syria, but Lazio truly just seemed like an absolutely dreadful team. They certainly look like a dreadful team in terms of PS in terms of DFS and uh, talking to people in the discord, they're all just old and, you know, Bayern are fast. So it really does not seem like a good spot for Lazio. Maybe you can convince me otherwise, but um at the same time, Bayern Munich are absolute shambles. They got picked apart by Bayer Leverkusen recently. They're five points behind in the league. 
Tuchel, people are screaming for his job. The players are frustrated. So, you know, that seems like a spot with some volatility, but you know, with the best goal total in the slate, I think there'll still be good options in DFS. Ryan, what are you thinking about these teams heading into it? Maybe before we start talking about prices and things like that. Uh, yeah, I think that was a pretty good breakdown. Um, you see both matches with lower totals in the matches today. The underdogs, there's just there's not a lot to like for DFS. You mentioned with Lazio, like their for pretty much all their their forwards get subbed. They don't have floors. Their team is old. It's not very exciting. You're not really excited to play any Lazio players. We we kind of always talk about this. I mean, Luis Alberto might be in play. I mean, if he, if he somehow plays 80 or 90 minutes, the slate could be lower scoring and you might need those floors. Um, I was looking at Sociedad. They haven't scored in four games. They really struggle to score. And it makes sense when you look at their team. They don't have a striker. They, they haven't played with a striker for a while. They don't really have any out-and-out goal scorers. Um, so, yeah, like it's, it's, it's tough to really like those underdogs. Kubu from them, you know, similar price and similar DFS play to Alberto, probably more upside for Kubo, just back off the Asia Cup. So you got a couple set piece takers on the underdogs in the high 6Ks. Yeah, PSG, they've been on a lot of interleague slates recently. I've played most of them. Normally, I just play Mbappe from PSG. And, um, you know, we've been playing in Asensio, but I don't see him in the lineup. Asensio has been playing well, scoring goals, taking set pieces. So maybe he'll be in there. We'll have to see. I think Asensio would be in consideration if he started. Um, <clears throat> you spend up for, like, with that lineup there, Dembele probably splits with Vitinha. I don't know if you spend up for Dembele on this slate. You can, though. It's kind of a play whoever you want slate because salaries are soft um, and don't really have to spend much money at Defender. So, really, you just play the best plays. The, the tough thing is who are the best plays on this slate. Um, going by process of elimination is kind of how I would do it. Um, so I guess we can just, yeah, I don't know. I don't start it forward. I guess uh, just rambling. No, no, no. I think it's good. I mean, I don't know. I kind of want to look at the team level on a two game slate. Cause I don't know more than usual. I kind of want to have a good feel for how are these games going to go? Because on a five game slate, you know, you kind of just want, you know, crosses and stuff. And it's a little more, academic what actually happens in the game in the matches i mean in the two game slates it's going to matter a lot more so i don't mind going through in a more fine-tooth comb it just seems like a lot of reasonable plays on the slate ryan i have minutes worries so luis alberto is playing 60 minutes a lot that doesn't feel good at 6700 kubo seems like a pretty good play he's averaging like 11 floor points um per match this season and I don't know, I thought PSG might have been bigger favorites, but I feel like Kubo can do pretty well. He's priced at 6,600. He's a midfield player only, but like I kind of prefer him to Alberto. You know, you might need one of those options. But um, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, Dembele, Sociedad, Sociedad are a good team. They have good players. They just don't, they just can't really score. But yeah, it's a tough, it might be a tougher matchup for PSG to score too. That's, I think... That's Sociedad's goal. That's how a lot of their matches have been. 0-0, 1-0. Zero, zero, 
Um, so yeah, you, you mentioned about the minutes. You don't really want to play any Lazio forwards. We're not going to play any uh, Sociedad forwards. And then probably not PSG besides Mbappe. So then, you, you know, you're left with Bayern guys. I don't know. Second forward seems like it's a little bit of a decision. Although it's possible me and you have different ideas of who the first forward in should be. Yeah, I I was thinking that the first forward in when I was building it, I noticed that Leroy Sané, he continues to take corners. Uh, Niholio, shout out to him in the Discord. He mentioned that Kimmich came on in the second half in a recent match and Leroy Sané continued to take corners. So it seems like in the worst case scenario, I can expect a half set piece role for Leroy Sané. Usually playing 90 minutes in these spots, I can double check that. A good floor player, I mean, he's just one of these really active, pacey wingers. I figure he's going to take the Lazio defenders to the torture chamber in this one. He seems like a really good player. Just profiles, you know, good floor, reasonable goal-scoring odds. i certainly rather play him than Harry Kane in this spot. Harry Kane is minus 135 to score, but I don't know. We understand his range of outcomes perfectly well. He could score two goals and make me look like an idiot. Sometimes he only gets four points, and uh, range of outcomes feels good for Sané. But Ryan, I also want to play Kylian Mbappe, and I guess it's not that he's not first forward in. It's just like I went with the floor right away. But maybe if you're just thinking about all formats, Mbappe might be the most popular player in tournaments on this slate. So how do you think that this um, matchup profiles for him? Um, I'm not sure it profiles particularly great, just given that Sociedad don't allow many goals. But um, – I don't think it matters necessarily. Like he's just, uh, he's just, you know, arguably the best player in the world on a slate where I don't think his floor is like that much less than Sane's, if at all. I don't know. Like I could be wrong about that, but I saw Kimmich come on. Kimmich took four corners last game. Maybe Sane took one when he was on the pitch, I'm not sure, but Kimmich took four corners, Sané took two. I mean, I know Sané was taking corners recently, but that was with Kimmich out. So, like, I think worst-case scenario is, like, an 80-20 split. But I don't know. I, like, I could I could be wrong. Um, and, you know, you know, Bayern just haven't been that good. I mean, we, we sort of spoke I, last time that, you know, Sané – he's just, it's not a consistent floor or a consistently high floor. I don't know. I, I'm not like talking bad about him. I think I have, I think him and Mbappe um, are kind of the two clear options for me, but yeah, I just can't imagine not playing Mbappe. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't planning on fading. I guess I court sort of lean towards Sunday, but Ryan, I find your argument quite persuasive. You can look at the cheat sheet. This is champions league only You're looking at Mbappe with a 10 point floor. Maybe you object to that. Maybe you say, well, Jack, you know, that's a small game sample that happened like over a century ago. You can move over to the DFS trends tab. I really like this tab lately. I keep on citing it. I'm really annoying about it. You sort by floor and game started only. And Mbappe is averaging 11.4 floor points per match. And you can see he scores at a pretty reasonable clip. You get to just see his floor point totals. We know what he can do with scoring, but it's like, how often is he scoring less than eight floor points, Ryan? It seems very infrequent. So I think... You know, your argument, you say it, and then you just double-check the data. I think you can say pretty confidently his floor can't be too much worse than Sané, and he is going to be it's much nice more to, to score. It's nice goal. to see – yeah, sorry. It's nice to see that the data matches up with that. Yeah. Yeah. You're the – it's like a 
man versus machine going on right now and man and right. machine so are in agreement confirming if my memory is still okay you know <laughs> you still got it you still got it yeah um ryan you said that second forward you're going to want to think about it a little bit so are you not necessarily feeling spending up twice at the forward position i mean in no. cash games that seems okay to me but there are cheaper options you have thomas muller you have jamal musiala and it feels like due to injuries on Bayern Munich, you know, Serge Gnabry's out, and I think Kingsley Coleman is also out, that those guys will get more minutes. You think about spending down a little bit? What, what's on your mind with the second forward position? Yeah, what I meant was I wasn't quite sure if Sané was going to be my second forward. Um, but I do think he's probably the best choice for cash games, just given that he's cheaper. I guess my, my, what I was thinking was, yeah, I think spending up is probably the move, uh, but I wasn't sure if maybe you would want PSG set pieces. Um, I know Vitinha has been splitting, but Asensio and Dembele are left footed. So you figure they'd continue to split two if one of them starts and you know, they're the biggest home favorite. I don't know. Bayern had been struggling and on the road, so I just I I I'm more convinced now that that Sané would be the cash play, but that's you know you have Kane there and and either PSG, you know creative set piece taker. So I thought it was somewhat of a decision. Spending down I guess would be fine if you could use the money. I just don't really know if you can use it well enough. Um, Alberto, I think would be fine. I'm not jumping to play him. You mentioned the minutes are a concern. I wouldn't be surprised if he did play a few more minutes here. Um, and he, you know, Lazio need to do something in this spot. Bayern haven't been great. He he does pretty much take Monopoly. So I don't think it's a terrible play. And yeah, those Bayern guys I think are great tournament plays. Really like Musiala. Ryan, also in the cheap range, you know, just below Musiala and Mueller, you have um, Bradley Barcola, 21-year-old. I think he's sort of come onto the scene. I don't really know too much about him. Um, do you think like he, he do you think he looks like a good option for tournaments? I mean, he seems well priced for a favorite. Seems like he's got a bunch of talent and the game logs look all right. Uh, what type of player are we looking at with Bradley Barcola? Yeah, I didn't know much about him either until like I had to look him up when he first started starting games and scoring goals. I guess he wasn't like that highly touted as a youngster or even recently, but yeah, he's been really good. I think he's a similar option to the Bayern guys. He's been scoring. He's been even playing, like, you look at his game logs. He's been playing quite a bit. Now, I know they had some players out. Like, Kang was gone at the Asian Cup, and Dembele was hurt. But still, like, yeah, I think for 6,500, you're definitely going to play some Barcola in tournaments. He looks pretty good, too. Yeah, he looks like a pretty strong option in GPPs. I probably wasn't going to go to him in cash. But, yeah, I guess minutes will be a worry. Like you said, Kang is back from Asian Cup, so I kind of worry about him subbing on for Dembele. Maybe they play on opposite wings. I don't know. It just When there's more attackers, it just feels like it gets a little more thin with Usman Dembele. Um, I, I feel like even when there's not many attackers, he's a sub-risk. Um, so that leaves me a little bit apprehensive at 9,400, but I mean, he is a solid option. He's pretty similar to Sané. It's just a little bit more expensive overall. So you'll have to dig in and make that decision. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if, Kang, is Kang back in the squad? I didn't see. I read I the blur. Might be. 
I read the blurb. We can, yeah. If you click on his name on Rotoball, might have to ask. Might have to ask Chan. I I heard. I just saw. Or you're you're a Spurs fan. I saw something about like Sun breaking his finger, getting in a fight with Kang. I just saw new new, this in the in the South Korea camp just just recently before before their game, uh, before their last game. I don't know. Anyways, I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, Ryan, if you want to talk about rumors, I when I was Googling why uh, Killing Mbappe was benched over the weekend, um, we were tilting that in Interleague over the weekend. I saw an article. It was on the Daily Mail. So this is high level of journalistic integrity that, you know, transfer rumor for Mbappe, you know, he could go to Arsenal is what the article was saying. He's got a good link to Arsenal. <laughs> what do you think about Mbappe yes. <laughs> joining the I saw that. I mean, it's something I just can't even think about, you know. It's, it just <laughs> never happened. I mean, too much money. I don't think Arsenal would do it, but I guess. Yeah, I yeah. can't even think about stuff like that. Seem, seems like he's going to Madrid and then just like soccer's over as we know it. I don't see how that team could ever lose. Yeah, that will be incredible. But hey, Mbappe and Saka on the same team, that would be pretty sick. But it's not going to happen. Too bad. No, it's not. But yeah, Kang, he was not in the squad, but maybe he can join. Seems like that. It seems like he won't start just right away, especially with other healthy options available. But we never know. We'll see what we'll see when the lineups come out. Um, anything else about the forward? I'm really not looking for many Real Sociedad guy, guys. I guess Chiro Mobile could get a penalty, but it just doesn't feel exciting to pay, you know, 6300 for underdog I, forwards I think... when I can play. <laughs> no. Bayern forwards at the same price, or I can play Barcola. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, but you know, I'd like I'd Lazio seems more likely to score than Sociedad. You know, Bayern have been struggling, specifically their defense. So I don't mind playing the forwards. You know, at lower ownership than the than the Bayern guys or than whoever the other PSG guy is. I think it's fine. Like hate to click Immobile or Isaacson is the other one. Seems like a decent player. 5,600. I mean, doesn't have uh, these guys. They don't have floors, but like, you're not playing them for that. I think it's okay, Jack. Yeah. You convinced me on a two gamer. You kind of just have to, I mean, it's not I a five like gamer, it, right? Like, yeah. If I'm making multiple lineups, I'm probably going to play some. Yeah, I mean, we saw the dynamics of how it worked out. Like, only one forward got there. Holland was in the main GPP winning lineup with 4,400 lineups, and he scored, like, 10 points. So it doesn't take too much to separate in many circumstances. So it, just for that reason alone on a two-game slate, I think, uh, yeah, you just uh, it's a gross play, but got some showdown dynamic to it. Um, anything else about really, forward these, or midfield? Yeah, I mean, well, these two game slates are just two showdowns combined into one. Yeah, I mean, you just said it. Like I was thinking about that again today. It does feel like that sometimes. So it's kind of a good way to think about it. Yeah, and there's nine spots instead of six, so it's kind of you need less from players right. even. So, right. I think that makes a lot of sense. Anyway, let's go into midfield. Um, if it was two years ago and we saw Josh Kimmich in a two-game slate at 7,800, we would all be uh, running to the running to the podium to put him in our lineup. 
we'd whine a little bit that, you know, maybe he doesn't have enough upside, but, you know, we'd say in a two-gamer, the floor is enough to get there. Really doesn't seem like Kimmich has the best floor in the current uh, Tuchel system. He loses a little bit of set pieces. How much is a little bit up for debate. And I think he has to play a slightly more defensive role. I think his floor has suffered a small amount. But maybe I'm being too harsh on the guy. Ryan, do you think Josh Kimmich is an option for cash games? Or is there just enough, da- enough damage done to his like peripheral and set-piece profile to make you uninterested on this slate? Um, yeah, it's a tougher question than it used to be. But I kind of still think he's the first midfielder in, actually. Um, one, like, he probably plays 90, right? At least I know he just, he played 30 minutes off the bench. He's back off the, sh- the shoulder injury, but you got to think he probably plays 90. I mean, he, he came on and took four corners in the Leverkusen game. Um, but really the other midfield spots, just, there's just no one else to play. So it's kind of like process of elimination and like, and you can afford him. The, sa- the 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 salary the pricing soft like if Kimmich isn't the best play then it's Kubu that, that's what we're saying at 6600 who's uh he's playing on the biggest underdog for a team that hasn't scored in four games so how much better than Kimmich can he really be um yeah like Kimmich is just the cash lock for me you're on mute I think that makes a little bit of sense looking at his game logs a little bit. I mean, I saw the outs. I was a little bit worried. I saw a 64-minute. But it looks like you can bank on 10 points from Josh Kimmich. If that happens, pretty reasonable shot right there. I don't know. I guess maybe I'm making a tournament case for avoiding his range of outcomes. But You know what? Sorry, I just had another. Sorry, I I have another thought. I just realized that maybe I jumped the gun a little bit because – you could play like Sané in a midfield spot, so, you know, or, and, and, or like a Dembele or Asensio in a midfield spot or just Sané in a midfield spot and then play um, a Bayern forward or something in the, in the other forward spot. So, yeah, I think that's reasonable, but also like if you said Kimmich is going to score 10 points, He's probably still a cash play, I think. Tough to say he's bad, right? Um, in my first yeah, attempt, I don't know. I, in my first attempt at a lineup, I just threw Harry Kane in my dummy lineup. I don't think I want to play him in cash, but I mean, just upgrade that to Usman Dembele. It's about the same price, and I do have Leroy Sané occupying a midfield spot, so that leaves me with one more. I think I was kind of skimming the bottom of the barrel at the end there, so I chose Kubo for the twelve hundred in salary. I don't know. Uh, Kubo's game logs are pretty sick, Ryan, when you open them up. And it's only a split of set mm-hmm. pieces. He is playing on the biggest underdog. It's on the road to Paris, but I don't know. It's 58% win odds. It's not like PSG or like 70, 75% to win. Probably around this, this is like on the, you know, it's like the transition point to when I'm comfortable playing underdog players. That just might be a tournament take. It might be how I wanted to play Chavi Simmons. Um, yesterday, but you know, Tony Cruz was the play. So maybe the tournament option is to lean a little bit more on Kubo, you know, being able to separate a little bit more. Maybe he randomly gets a goal or an assist and then kind of just, I think in cash, if you just break ties in terms of favorite teams, especially when it's like 58%, that 
that's really, I think that's going to work out just fine for you in the long run. I think it's a fair point. Yeah, no, I really, I really like Kubu. Maybe, maybe, maybe Kubu is the best given the thousand dollar salary savings. I mean, you know, he's on the biggest underdog, but yeah, I like Kubu as a player. I remember when he signed for Real Madrid, like tons of talent and still young and yeah, the most creative, talented player, you know, most likely to come up with, you know, a, a special goal or an assist for Sociedad. Yeah, I, I, if he's going to play, he played 90 minutes over the weekend. Seems like he could again. I like Kubu too. Yeah. Is he better than Kimmich? Maybe. Maybe. You know, they, they, do, they have a .87 total or whatever. But, but yeah, I, I like him. I think that has to break the tie for Kimmich if you can afford it. Like, like when when there's just going to be more goals in that game, that's more like I don't know. I just imagine playing Kubo and then I'll like cry in the Discord that oh Kimmich got an assist off a set piece as if that's like a surprising thing that can happen with a team with a better total when you have a guy who takes set pieces. Sometimes you just get a few more outs and it's just maybe Kubo just doesn't beat, um, maybe just doesn't beat Kimmich enough to make it worthwhile from a cash game point of view. I think that makes some sense. And how much does the 1200 get you for the bottom of the lineup spots? You're kind of spending up four times. Maybe not too much is separated at the other end, but we'll talk about the cheaper options. Maybe one thing again against Kubo is, you know, how many other midfielders do you want to play in the 6,000 range? Um, I guess Mueller has dual eligibility, so you could play him there, but a lot of those 6K guys are only forward eligible. So then you're playing Kimmich or Kubo. I guess Fatinia is fine if he takes splits some set pieces, but I'm not too inspired by that play. Maybe you can tell me if you think he's a good DFS play. I mean, Warren Zayer Emery is an incredible young player, but I don't think he's a DFS play here. Bryce Mendez on set pieces at 6,100. Even in tournaments, I mean, you know, Kubo could be flipped and maybe not that contrarian an option. And that kind of makes me a little bit less enthusiastic. What do you think about uh, that, Ryan? Yeah, Mendez. Uh, first of all, is he really? Is he like? You know, he had been splitting with Kubu, I thought, and then just randomly, randomly, he didn't take any last game. So I don't like. I think I, it I depends. don't know. I, it depends if um this Arsenal. Well, I guess it looks like he does. Zakarian. Zakarian. Like, I, I feel like they split. I feel like they split if Zakarian is not in there. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to double check. Um, but I, I, I just thought that Mendez was at least was like a viable tournament option, given that he has somewhat of a floor and we've seen him score some goals recently. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's the name. instead. Of also Kubo. Kubo Kubo's left footed. So, I mean, you figure he's going to split with somebody and, and if Z- Z- Zakarian's not in there, then, my guess it, it would be Mendez. Yeah. Um, I think Patini is playable as well. Uh, yeah, like I'm not too excited about it, but he actually, he's got some goals in him and like a little bit of a floor, you know, he'll take a, he'll take a corner or two. Um, but yeah, I'm not like excited about it, but he, he does have goals and assists in him. He gets forward and I think he's pretty good from, from what I've seen, but yeah, like, the range isn't great. There's these 6K guys that I think I'll sprinkle in in tournaments, but I'm not in love with any of them. I think uh, Big Z in the chat 
said says Bayern have conceded eight goal, goals in their last six. Yeah, and Naholio uh, and Discord was telling us about their struggles too. So it's like an argument for the forwards, but really stretching here. But Felipe Anderson is the most likely of the Lazio attacking players to play ninety minutes. Um, he doesn't do much very often, but he scores goals here and there. He actually scored over the weekend. Um, so, I mean, I don't hate it. You know, you're not going to, you might not need, might be a lower scoring slate. You might, you wouldn't need much. I agree. I was scrolling all the way down, Ryan, and I, it was like the Patrick Starr meme. Who are you people? It just doesn't seem like any of the punt midfielders below 5K are good. And when the pool of players is that small, I think considering Felipe Anderson, West Ham legend, if I remember correctly, 5,600. Yeah. I mean, there's just not many options. So I think it's fine to click that name in, in certain formats if it makes sense with your lineup. It was was an exciting signing for West Ham when they signed him. Never never really panned out, but it had some nice games. Not as attacky. Not he doesn't seem quite as attacking anymore for for Lazio, but still comes up with goals here and there. Yeah, can't be that bad of an option. I mean, Ryan, did I uh, overstate it? Like it just looks very gross in the lower range. It's all a bunch of Lazio and Real Sociedad midfielders who we don't really want to be playing anyways because they're underdogs. I guess Leon Goretzka's there at 4,500. I've randomly played him to save on salary if I needed it. I haven't tinkered enough to say definitively. I just don't really want to spend in this range at midfield unless I just have to punt at a utility spot and it made sense. It, I don't I'd rather do something else. Ryan, do any of these names speak to you? No. No, they don't. I don't really think I'm going to beat. You might have to be in this range, though, on certain lineup constructions if you're going to try to spend up three times. I don't really want to be, though. Yeah, none of them look great. I mean, like, Gunduzi, he'll, he'll take a few shots and put some crosses in. But, like, no, I don't really. Mikel Marino is a good player who's played for Spain recently. He scores goals. I've seen him score on corner kicks. But, like, no, I like you meant you meant these are all they're all on the underdogs none of them have really good floors or upside so like yeah they're, they're <laughs> tough like no i i don't really no i'm not really going to click on any of them I, I think you said if you like accidentally fall into Gwendozi, you can maybe tell yourself a story how there's just not many fantasy points on the slate overall and it's concentrated on a few players and you know maybe six points from Gwendozi if it makes the rest of the lineup work Feels like it could be acceptable on a day like that, but you know he's not a player you want to base yeah. your strategy around. Phil, yeah, he could work on legend. a team with like, yeah, right. He could work though with six points on a lineup with like Mbappe, Kane, and some other spend up. Yeah, you know that you might that would be enough. Yeah, I mean sometimes the studs just get there, and that's enough. Um, yeah, worth considering, but. I don't really have anything more to say. Leon Gretzka's plus 600 to score a goal, whatever that means with DK odds that you can't bet no to. But I don't know. That's like the type of thing you're looking at. Like maybe some guy who has access to some sort of total Gretzka would only be in play just because he plays for Bayern. But that is about it. Mm -hmm. I think we can move on from the defend from the midfield position. We can start taking a look at defender. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Um, Ryan, all in the group stages, I kept on trying to play um, Hakimi. It never really happened. And now he's been priced as if it has really happened for him. So at 6,900, that's a little bit too rich for me. Probably contrarian play. You know, I guess he could, in theory, outscore the rest of the position. But you're very much paying up to be contrarian in that spot. And it doesn't really feel good when there's not a lot of punt forwards and punt midfielders to do something like that. But I don't know. I haven't clicked around enough. Maybe, maybe you can make that work. Um, what do you see with the defender position here? Um, I know Sasha Bowie for Bayern. He's cup-tied. You don't get to say that every day. So I don't think he's able to play. That opens up Bayern fullbacks. We might have Mizrawi play. Guerrero play on the other side as a fullback. You know, he's had some great games for Borussia Dortmund back in the day. Again, he's a little expensive. I think 5400 It's tough to persuade myself to spend up for any of these guys, Ryan, as much as I'd like to. It just doesn't really seem like the ceiling is there consistently enough. What are you seeing? Yeah, I I agree. They priced Hakimi up just too high. Um, you're right. The ceiling's just not there consistently enough. He's interesting uh, just almost because he's so overpriced. We would assume he goes pretty low-owned. Um, but, yeah, it's still tough. It's still tough. Um, so, yeah, I just found myself wanting to pay down. Um and I, you know, the the Sociedad fullbacks seem too cheap. Javi Galan just for sure seems like the best. Seems like a lock for cash, right? Yeah, I mean, he's. I think he scored ten floor points in his first three starts for Real Sociedad, and he's only thirty nine hundred. Why not? <laughs> it, 
it sort yeah, of feels like 3600 3600 3600 yeah it's just I, it's another one of those like elimination things if it's not hakimi it's no one else on psg uh the lazio fullbacks are barely fullbacks uh bayern the yeah like Bowie's cup tied, so it's Masraoui and Guerrero. They haven't been – they're just not great for DFS-wise, floor-wise. Yeah, they have a, a, some assist upside, but, like, for cash, I'm not I'm not jumping to play them. So it seems like just an easy spot to save money. Galan's way too cheap. Um, I think Amari Traore is probably even a little bit too cheap. I don't mind just playing both Sociedad guys. Seems fine to me. Who did I put in for my second midfield? Yeah, I have I have Galan and Hamari Triori in right now. It just seemed fun. Seems simple enough, right? I see that Sociedad's dealing with injuries to three of their fullbacks. So it's just Tierney's out, Munoz is out, Odriozola is out. So you feel like pretty comfortable clicks. Um, you know, one of them will probably get a yellow card trying to tug back Mbappe, but that's just something that you got to deal with. Well, don't be like me and get scared of the like I play. I didn't play Jaler because oh, say, me too. Me Diggs too. Makes a cynical foul against. Uh, I think it was Rodrigo. I don't know who it was. It was. It was too funny when it happened, Ryan. I was like, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> could only happen to me. But um, yeah, it could happen. But when they're so cheap. I feel like you just eat the yellow card risk. I'm numb to yellow cards anyway. I play League MX. It's like half the half the side gets yellow carded. So, you know, just another day in the life. It just feels like maybe you're going to be looking in tournaments, Ryan, for the clean sheet. Probably just forcing it. So, like, if you want to pick a second defender and you don't want to play Triore, I mean, if you play Manuel Neuer, you know, Kim Benjai there is at 3,200. I don't know. Right. It just doesn't seem too interesting. That's it exactly. That's pretty much what I'm going to be doing. Um, anyone else stick out from a play? I mean, um, man, yeah. like the defenders are so, bad on this slate. The, the 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 we've been anyone who's been playing Lazio has been seeing these fullbacks forever, and they're just like impossible to click. Marisic and Heisage, or however you say his name, they're cheap, but I mean. Okay, so defender's just bad, so you can click these guys because there's not a lot of opportunity cost. But, again, it's just there's not much on this slate, so the Sociedad guys stand out. Like, the Lazio defenders do nothing. PSG defenders besides Hakimi don't do anything. And the Bayern – so, like, Bayern fullbacks are okay also just just because the rest of the slate – or the, the rest of the slate isn't great. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the more you say it, it just sounds disgusting. So you're just going to have to kind of hope you win the lottery at least or hope no one really separates and that it's the forwards who make all the difference. So I guess it's going to be a whatever-fits situation at defender outside of Javi Gallen, who seems like a pretty good play. I mean, you say cash lock. I mean, the way you're presenting it, it almost just seems like who is the most likely to get even seven points at the defender position on a consistent basis, even as underdogs. It seems like that's a pretty good spot for Gallen. Uh Yeah, I mean, I... You didn't want to push it too hard, but I don't think I'll have a lineup without Gollin. Yeah. Well, I don't know, Ryan. I feel like, you know, I, I looked at the main GPP and Raum was like only 67%. I say only 67%, but I'm wondering like who who else are people playing on on today's Tuesday slates if they weren't playing David Raum. So 
maybe people just won't do it. You know, I guess uh, sometimes it just works. You're out. probably you're right. You're right. That's 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 what will happen. It'll probably be about like that. <laughs> I think uh, our friend Mo Hendy says it best. If you thought today's slate was gross, welcome to tomorrow's. At least at the defender position. Um, and if you thought talking about defender was brutal, we get to talk about goalkeeper very quickly. Um, do you think you're going to be able to spend up in the optimal construction, Ryan? I, I don't really care too much. Usually, I mean, you have two goalkeepers that have decent win odds, but they don't seem like slam dunk plays. So I don't feel super pressured to play either of them. If I could, I'd like to play Donnarumma just because he's playing at home and the total is the lowest. Seems like a pretty good spot. But, I mean, paying down for Providell as well, that seems fine. Maybe he'll get assists again, like, in the group stages. Do you have any uh, goalkeeper takes for this one? Kind of. Uh, I think for cash games, I'm fine with spending down on either keeper. I think that's probably the move. I think for tournaments, I'm probably looking to spend up. I mean, I'll probably play all the keepers. I'll spend down too, but... I'll try to spend up, I think, in tournaments. I just think it's more likely to see a discrepancy, I guess, between the scores. Like one of those teams to keep a clean sheet. Either like like Neuer's in the Lunin spot from today, but it but Lazio are even less likely to score than RB Leipzig were. But there's still some upside there because they're gonna be trying to score and shooting and Bayern have been allowing plenty. Um, so I think there's probably more upside for Neuer than Dunarama. Um Yeah, it's probably spend down for cash, spend up in tournaments. I think that's reasonable. Um, I was going to be maybe a but bit also skeptical. like I can. No, go ahead. I was going to be maybe a bit more skeptical of, um, you know, Lazio really raining shots in on Neuer, but I guess it's just, you can just side with the Bayern defense being poor. I just saw Leipzig really harassing Real Madrid for good portions of the game from when I was watching the second half. I just feel like they have a little bit more talent. So they do, but do you remember Bayern played Copenhagen twice in the champions, this league league this season and like struggled both times and didn't dominate and gave up plenty of shots. <laughs> like, so I think you nailed this on the, the last champions league. show. You didn't get to the victory this lap, is... but you're, you said uh, Neuer was the play and he got plenty of saves, I think. Yeah. Like that's yeah. Kind of what I see happening. Yeah. Well, you know, it's goalkeeper. So I think we can just safely say, Good luck, and I'm glad we didn't spend too much time. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, what I was going to say, though, too, I, I'm going to play these cheap keepers. And even if I have, like I've decided, just on these two-game slates, it, it would have happened again today if Lunin didn't go nuclear, where, like, Grabara probably would have ended up optimal with 12. Um, but, like, I don't mind playing the Sociedad keeper, Romero, with, with like, Justin Mbappe. You know, uh, that's fine, I think. I don't mind playing Providel with with Sané. Or, uh, of course, you can play him with Kimmich. That's almost like the way to do it. But I don't mind playing him even with one Bayern forward. Um, like, just like you said, it happens often enough where there's no clean sheets. Yeah, I mean, you. the difference with showdown is that you have to play a goalkeeper. So I think if you just assume that there's no clean sheets, it means that there's more goals. Expensive players probably score the goals. You have to pay money for expensive players. Uh, did I make too many jumps? A slippery slope to say that it can be fine, but 
don't know. I think it's a reasonable yeah. approach to make. Yeah, me too. Oh, well, do you have any other takes for this, Ryan? I think we did a pretty good job. Kind of a tricky slate. Not many slam dunk options, but uh, I don't know. I think you, like you said earlier, it's a good spot just to go with the best players and uh, find those ceiling matches. Maybe a little bit tough in cash, but in tournaments, there's plenty of good players that you want to dabble in. So what are your final thoughts? Yeah, no, I think pretty thorough breakdown. Tough slate. Um, but yeah, just like soft salaries and not a lot of great plays and not necessarily easy to discern who all of the best plays are. So play the best plays, you know, you, you might know better than us or better than the field. Like there's certain things that just nobody knows and can't be known precisely. So this is just one of those slates to, uh, however you think both games are going to go, just go with that. Yeah. Just let it rip. All right. Well, that's well said, Ryan. I think we have a decent GPP tomorrow. We've got 10K up top. There's a good spot if you can still play these under $5 contests. There's like a 20 max, a $4. They're doing this micro millions. So I think that actually has a pretty healthy prize pool. You don't see a tournament like that. So if you are a lower stakes grinder like myself, I think that's going to be one of the best spots of the year. So I recommend uh, diving in on that. There's a king of the pitch ticket up for grabs. We'll see if Mo defends his belt. But there's plenty up for grabs, even if it's gross. So, you know, we'll just, uh, as gross as it is, we'll just eat our spinach or whatever and enjoy some DFS. It sure is better than working in the afternoon, throwing the game on the second monitor. So on behalf of myself and Ryan, thank you all for listening. We will be back this weekend for some Premier League analysis. If it's not FA Cup. And then I think the week after we have the next round of knockout games. So the fixtures are coming thick and fast. Again, thank you all for joining us and good luck tomorrow, everyone. Thanks, Jack. Good luck, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.